Julie Rose, and this is Top of Mind. I have been a radio journalist for two decades, but a few years ago, I found myself avoiding the news for long stretches because of how depressing and divisive it all seems. I still wanted to be informed and engaged on important issues, though, and I figured I couldn't be alone in that. So we created this podcast. Each week, we tackle one tough topic in a way that will challenge you, help you feel more empathy, and empower you to become a better citizen, a kinder neighbor, and a more effective advocate. Today, a stick with it story from a top of mind listener. I'm Heidi Thorpe. I am a daughter and a sister and a wife and a mother. Um, I have four young children ranging from the ages of eight to one. And I have been listening to Top of Mind for a while and I wanted to chime in with my story. I, I mean, it's so great to hear from you, and I'm, th- I'm so pleased that you were willing to reach out and speak about this topic that is actually um, a really difficult one, right? Um, one thing that, uh, as, as we've spoken just a little bit, Heidi, one thing that I've been really impressed with, and it sort of leads into the conversation we're going to have today, is that um, you seem to be willing to make the decision to get outside your comfort zone and to have those difficult conversations or lean into those difficult topics. Like you're you're in the habit, difficult as it may be, you're in the habit of making that choice. Why do you think that is? What when it would be so much easier to kind of stay stay safe and comfortable? <laughs> I don't think it's a natural instinct of mine. I, I like to be certain. Um I like to feel confident. Um but I I make that choice so that my children will more often. I want them to be, to keep being curious. I think children are naturally curious, but often we sometimes tend to want them to lean on certainty the older they get. And so I, I do my best (laughs) to model um, that openness and curiosity about engaging with different kinds of people. Now, regular top of mind listeners will recognize what Heidi's describing there as the essence of stick with it. It's the decision to stay open and curious when a perspective or situation challenges our point of view rather than shut down or get defensive, which is the natural response. Our weekly topic-based episodes are a chance to practice that. So we work really hard to provide a range of perspectives on the issues we discuss. And we love hearing what sticking with it looks like in daily life. So I was thrilled to hear from Heidi Thorpe about her experience engaging with views that challenged her thoughts on abortion. This all heated up for her in early 2022, around the time it became clear that the U.S. Supreme Court was going to overturn Roe versus Wade. So I was raised as a conservative Christian, and their views are, no, there are no abortions, um, except in very rare cases. And so this seemed to go along with what I'd been taught, right? But because I am in the, the place of being curious— I decided to go and search online. I don't know that many people who have had abortions. And I saw something I hadn't seen before. So in conservative circles, we kind of, we talk about abortion as saying, well, don't have an abortion. You should put your baby up for adoption. That's the conversation. 
people have on like the conservative side. And I started finding these stories of women who had multiple children and then chose to have an abortion because it felt so overwhelming to them to have just the children they have. And I really resonated with that. Uh, When I had one, I felt really overwhelmed. And with my second, I was so overwhelmed. Every time I see someone who has two children, I my heart goes out to them. It is so hard to have two children. And then I had my third, and wow, <laughs> wow, I am overwhelmed. And so I, I, I had an understanding of how these women felt being so overwhelmed by the number of children they have, whatever that number was. <laughs> and not feeling like they could have another. So were you changing your mind uh, on abortion in that moment? No, I I wasn't I wasn't even looking to change my mind. Julie, I, I and I didn't feel uncomfortable at all that they felt that way. I don't <laughs> approve of their decision to have an abortion like necessarily, right? I'm not saying I I think they did the right, the quote, right thing. Um, and in fact, when I, I participated in this three practices circle about abortion specifically. And, and would you just, just in case people aren't familiar with three practices, what what's the idea there? So the three practices, the idea being that we want to be, the three practices are being unusually interested in others staying in the room with difference and not comparing your best to another person's worst. So you go into the circle, you have an understanding that there will probably be differences between you and a number of the other people. And you decide to stay. It's a, it's like mini stick with it moment. (laughs) As I describe that, I think, oh, Stick with it. <laughs> exactly. And these are, so this is a, um, this is an organization that convenes groups of people, often strangers, with, on a specific topic. And there's a lot of sharing of perspectives involved. And so this is one you chose to participate in around the issue of abortion. Yeah. So it's over Zoom. And uh, most of the perspectives were for what is termed pro-choice, right? That women should have this right to choose to have an abortion. And I kind of stated my position. What I said, so I said, I do believe that women have choices. This is not, for me, it's not about women's rights. For me, it's that when you choose to be sexually active, that's when you choose, and your choices after that have to be thinking more of the life you carry and taking care of that life. And so I said, your choice point is when you choose to be sexually active. And for me, after that, we take responsibility. And then what happened? Yes. So a a few weeks after that, I discovered that I was pregnant. And that was 
unintentional. And I already felt really overwhelmed by three children, and I really was. And with my past pregnancies, I had a hard time trying to figure out how to feed my babies and get them enough. And at times I felt really guilty for not feeding them what I thought was the right way. (laughs) And so I'd experienced a lot of postpartum depression. And with my third, there was a point where I was in a really dark place. And becoming pregnant again really brought a lot of those same feelings that those women had. (laughs) The, The stories that I'd read were about women who were having an abortion for an unintentional pregnancy that was after they'd had multiple children already. And I felt right along with them that I didn't think that I could really (laughs) um, take care of four children. That was not what I had planned, right? (laughs) And um, I felt very overwhelmed. I felt some anger, honestly, that was kind of an anger at, at God. I would say that I, you know, I had gone out of my way to find these perspectives and, you know, the circumstances are for me that this is my exact situation. Um, Did you consider abortion? You know, no. I did have the thought that I could have one. Because I believe that God allows us to make choices. I didn't go through a path of figuring out how, I guess, is maybe how to how I should say that. Um, But, you know, having read these stories, I realized I am like them. That's the biggest thing that I, you know, I felt a lot of empathy for them, for these women. And, you know, and looking at my particular situation, I am married and my husband works to support me. And my family is very supportive and they're very close. And I have a church congregation that I feel close to and connected with. And I knew that not everyone has support like I do. And so the choice to have an abortion makes more sense if you don't have similar supports. So how did it go, uh, this pregnancy that you were angry and afraid and guilty, feeling guilty about, and, you know, all these complicated feelings and also, you know, intent on you were not going to have an abortion? How did did you— how did you cope with all of that to see it through? I I knew that I had made my choice because 
I do believe we have a choice. You know, we are given a life, (laughs) and it may not be exactly what we want (laughs) or exactly how we may have planned. And what I know what I can do with that is err on the side of positive, (laughs) I think is what I'll say. And so I chose to, instead of thinking about how overwhelming it would be to have four children, I thought, wow, I am growing this new life inside of me, this new person that I have the chance to get to know, that I have the chance to you know, bring into my own children's lives as their sibling. This is, this is an opportunity. And I, <laughs> I had a home birth and I actually <laughs> had midwives who came to my home for my appointments. And so it was great. I didn't have to think about trying to get out for my appointments. I didn't have to think about if there was snow when she was born, which there was. And so I stayed in the moment, I think is the best way to put it. So it, it went amazing. My pregnancy was really good. I chose to, um, I have these affirmations that I listen to throughout my pregnancy to help me feel more positive and more empowered. And I also turned off all my social media (laughs) accounts. So that was, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have the, uh, um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of doom and gloom (laughs) there right now. I don't know. I haven't been there for a while, but (laughs) I just stayed away. Yeah. I'm so glad that it went better for you. so much better than what you had been dreading could have been the case. Um, but it really strikes me that all, like this whole journey for you of choosing choosing to do the hard things and to stay uncomfortable um, really, really was a, a, about a, a shifting perspective, a deepening perspective on, on the nature of choice itself. That along the way, your, your view, your fundamental view on abortion t- never changed, hasn't changed, and yet you've come to a much more nuanced understanding of what it means when we when we boil it down to a simple question of choice and what that choice should look like. Yes. And what I realize is that so often when we talk about abortion, when we talk about a woman's right to have an abortion or if she shouldn't have an abortion, we frame parenting culturally as kind of a a solo endeavor. And if parenting, if if it is just me, or even if it is just me and my husband, even one child is almost too many. And so what we've, how we framed it into this situation of it is you, one individual, making one choice, isolated and separate from all the rest of the world, 
carrying this pregnancy to term. If that is the truth, and that's how you're taught, and that's how you're raised, and that's how we talk about it, then abortion does make sense. So I choose to speak about it differently so that we can have a greater collective understanding of what it means to have a child. So so what do you see then is lacking in our communities, in, in society around childbearing and pregnancy that that you know based on 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 this concept of choice that you've just outlined what's missing is understanding how bringing a child into the world is a community endeavor it's not just me and all those other women i read about oh, yes <laughs> We we should see it more as we, a community, it takes a village to raise a child. It's a, a phrase that's used. And it's true. And when, when, Julie, when I say something like, I believe women should carry their babies to term, or I believe you should carry pregnancies full term, I am saying, I, as a member of the community, will support you. I will. I cannot say something like that and not support you. In what ways? What, 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 what does that support need to look like in order for, for you to be able to really stand behind that statement? What it looks like is is different for everyone, but one of one of the biggest things that I hope people do is I introduced myself as a daughter and a sister and a wife and a mother, and I hope that people see me and women like me as their sister, or if you're you know older and you could be my my parent, then you see me as your daughter. Or you see me as a fellow wife or a fellow mother, if those titles relate to you. Um, I hope that we see parents, not just as parents, but as whole people who, if they are overwhelmed by taking care of kids, how can we help them bear that burden so that they can be whole people? It, it sounds like your experience of motherhood and parenting has, has has felt kind of isolated. Like sort of, it's all on you and your 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 husband, and um, and that's obviously the root of the of the sense of being overwhelmed. That there's so much mm. with these four kids now, and so what would be some of the things that um, that would signal to you that a community was supporting and caring for parents in their midst? What could that look like for members of a community? I, my first focus is on neighbors taking care of each other because there's a, there's a lot of 
differences in um, socioeconomic level and class and how your neighborhood's structured or whether there are even that many people who have children um, or whether you, if you are in a neighborhood that's like mine, where a lot of moms do take care of their own children, things like free childcare don't really fit into a support for me personally or for the other women I know in my area. You know, think about like a couple hours you could give to help them watch their kids or if you could mentor them if they're wanting to go back to work. You know, there's, I, I hope people think of a way that they could even just change their mindset <laughs> about parents. You know, yes, we made this choice, right? I mentioned that. I made a choice, right? Yes, I made this choice, but that choice doesn't define me. And that choice shouldn't define me or anyone else. Because we've all made a lot of choices, Julie. <laughs> and we all would love to have grace extended to us if we're having a hard time, rather than judgment, right? When we look, I hope just changing your thought pattern. If you see someone who has multiple children, you know, that's, or even thinking like, oh, they have too many children. That's a judgment, right? That's, and simply, you know, saying to someone, hey, can I help you with your bags, right? If they're leaving the store <laughs> and I've had people pay for my groceries, pay for my food at restaurants, people are kind, Julie. And I think that we can all extend a little more kindness and generosity to parents who have made that choice to carry their children and then care for them in the way that they can. Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your story today, for being so vulnerable and, and reaching out. I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Heidi Thorpe is a longtime top of mind listener. First time, stick with it, storyteller. So what challenging perspectives or situations are you trying to tackle with a stick-with-it mindset these days? I'd love to hear how it's going. Is it paying off to stay open and curious rather than getting defensive or bailing out? You can email your stick-with-it story to topofmind at byu.edu and we'll be in touch. And be sure to check out our topic-based episodes on the Top of Mind podcast feed. We're here to help you engage with tough topics in a way that will help you practice sticking with the discomfort of challenging perspectives. Some of our recent episodes have tackled the pros and cons of grades in school, the role of guest workers in America's economy, and the tension in government between secrecy and transparency. If there's somebody in your life you think would really enjoy Top of Mind, really get behind what it is we're trying to do, I'd love to have you share an episode with them on text or on social media. It's that person-to-person -person recommendation that really helps our audience to grow. Top of Mind is a BYU Radio podcast. I'm Julie Rose. We'll talk soon.